So I went to my first ever boxing match recently. I saw Triple G versus Canelo. What are those guys taking home? I think Canelo's, his guarantee, I think he's making like 35 million guaranteed. I think Floyd McGregor did almost like a billion dollars. A billion dollars? I think so. It had to. <laughs> it had to because Floyd had 100 guarantee. I think McGregor had like probably 20 or 30 guarantee and then they got a you know, big percentage of the pay-per-view. But you know, probably Floyd walked away with, I don't know, probably two or 300 million. All right, I'm here with two-time world champion. This man has fought guys like Floyd Mayweather. He's producing TV shows. He is an entrepreneur doing a ton of different businesses, yeah. which is super dope to see, especially from, you know, athletes. Nice. A lot of athletes don't know what to do next. I got none other than Andre Berto. What's up, man? What's up, my man? What's going on with you? Yeah, man. Happy to have you here, man. Appreciate yeah. you coming by. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. I'm definitely happy to be here. Yeah. So, dude, you, you've accomplished a lot in your career, man. I mean, uh, as a fighter, how many years you've been doing it now? Well, I'm 39 now. Had my first amateur fight when I was seven. Seven? I was seven years old. I had my first <laughs> amateur fight. Is that child abuse? They let kids start boxing at seven? Oh, yeah. They let them start scrapping at seven. So I actually started training at 10. And, and um, you know, I was legally you know, able to fight my first fight at seven. Wow. Man. And you know, you, you climbed where where were you doing this at? Where, you I'm, I was up? doing it over in Central Florida. I was born in Miami. Okay. Um yeah, I was raised in Central Florida and out of the Polk County area. Okay. And of course there was nothing going on around the area, just a lot of um just a lot of, you know, craziness streets, um, you know, drugs of that nature. And um, you know, my dad was a fighter, you know, growing up. You know, he was into mixed martial arts. Um, you know, he used to shoot fight. So it was Somewhat of the mixed martial arts UFC over in Japan before it came over here to the States. Yeah. So, um, you know, so just seeing him, you know, work out every day and, and just me, I was a little bit of a trouble kid just growing up in school, had a lot of energy. So um, I had to, you know, got me in trouble a little bit. Yeah. So you just started bringing me to the gym with him. I just turn, turn that aggression into a passion. Of course. It yeah. made me fall in love with it. Yeah. Made me fall in love with it for sure. Yeah. Yeah, you were you were telling me before this that you got like shipping ports in yeah. Dominican and Haiti. Yeah. You know, you're you're going all in on making content and shows and content and shows, real estate. I'm more like, what, are you more passionate about business and entrepreneurship yeah. now? Yeah, I think um, you know, when it comes to just I mean just athletes in general, man, I think um, you know, you know, we are special to a sense. And I think a lot of, you know, us athletes we need to understand that it just doesn't stop like that fire shouldn't just stop once that career stops. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You have something special and you see, you just need to keep it going. So for me, of course, it's been the fight game, but you know, I love business as well. I see it as another sport for me. That's exactly how I saw it. Man. Yeah. Like, cause once you stop competing, you need something to fuel the fire. Facts. Need that. Need yeah. it. Like nothing will ever feel the void of competing. You just can't turn it off. All the time. Yeah. Definitely. So, you know, you, you start rolling through the ranks, you know, yeah. you go pro, you start winning fights and, yeah. you know, you're fighting guys like Victor Ortiz yeah. and then you, you know, get a fight with Mayweather. Yeah. What's it like fighting those guys? I mean, it was crazy. I mean, um, you know, just me, myself, of course, and you know, at a very young age, I was very, uh, you know, very passionate, very, you know, just relentless on my goals I want to achieve. And of course, coming from a small town, um, you know, but for some reason in my mind, I just knew I was going to, I was going to make it on that TV some type of way. And it just drove me each and every day, you know, when it, you know, when it came to just going to the gym, fighting in tournaments, um, you know, just being able to go to the 2004 Olympic Games. And, and, you know, when that happened, I just knew that I could take it to you know whatever level I wanted to take it to, so of course just fighting guys like Victor Ortiz, Floyd Mayweather, um, you know on just huge stages, you know you see twenty some thousand people in these arenas, you know millions watching around the world. I mean it just felt like you know just everything that I've ever dreamed, you know I was able to uh, you know manifest and just continue of course to work hard and make it happen. So I mean it's been great. Yeah, it's been amazing. What do you think? For a guy like Mayweather, right? Yeah. I mean, this dude, most would probably call him the best boxer ever, yeah. right? Like, how do you think, well, like, how did he maintain his dominance for so long? He's 
stays smart. He's <laughs> <laughs> he just smarter yeah, he, than everyone else. He stays smart, man. He stays smart. And, you know, he is a very good, you know, con artist when it <laughs> comes to the media. You know what I mean? Like, I still remember when I was an amateur, um, you know, Floyd used to come and watch me fight as an amateur because he used to hear so much about me. He used to come and watch me fight at certain tournaments. And I won, uh, uh, I believe, National Golden Gloves one year. And he came out. He watched me win it. He took me out that night. Um, I, I think I was like 17, 17, 18. Um, you know, just pretty much just showing me the life. But I was able just to watch him and observe him and, and, and to try to wonder why he was so good. You know, he would take me to the club. He took me to the club that night. And, and like after the club, you know, he had a pair of, you know, running shoes in his, in his trunk. And he, you know, always just moved around with a huge entourage, 20, 30 people. <laughs> and of course, everybody in the club, they're seeing him throwing money. You know I mean? He's ordering all these bottles of champagne, never takes a sip of it. He goes outside after the club, throws his running shoes on, runs five miles to his house. Wow. You know, so I'm like, okay, I see what's going on. You know what I mean? So his dedication and... um you would never know that. You would never know that. You would never know. He wants you to think he's he ain't like doing things. He wants you to think that he's not doing things, but that boy is so relentless. Yeah. He's so relentless. Him keeping that O on his record is everything that he everything he worries about. That is it. That's it. That's I mean, I mean, that's the thing that makes him work hard. Yeah. He can't lose that. Why do you think he's been I mean, obviously, his work ethic is crazy, yeah, right? Yes. Um, but I mean, like the dude has fought the best boxers in the world. Yeah. They can't beat him. You know, some say, "Well, dude, you know, he's just always on defense. He's yeah. just kind of like yeah. dodging people." Yeah. Like, but once again, he's just picking a strategy that wins. For sure. I mean, he's just extremely, um, extremely savvy. Like I said, when I was in there with him, like a lot of us, like me myself, of course, I'm a very aggressive fighter. You know what I mean? If I'm training harder in training camp, and I'm looking forward to stepping in that ring and really feeling some physicality, like really feeling, uh, 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 you know, just really ready to go to war. And the thing with Floyd, you know, when I fought him, he thinks, you know, offensive first. Well, all of us thinks. Uh, he thinks I mean, defensive. He thinks, he thinks defensive first on top. Yeah. You know, while all of us are thinking, you know, offensive. So while we're trying to throw punches, we're trying to throw punches and try to catch him. <laughs> but he's looking and he's observing. He's observing everything in that ring, not just you, but every area in that ring. He knows, like, he's so comfortable in that ring. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it kind of puts a lot of us just out of place because we're just not used to it. We're used to somebody else ready to clash with us, but him, he's like an artist. Yeah. Pop, pop. <laughs> you know what I mean? Touch him when he can. And, and like, nobody's no. training that way. Nobody's training not sexy. that way. Nobody's training that way that's not sexy, bro. But like I said, he just figured it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he knows how to keep that composure, you know, under the lights to do that. Because it's very easy, um, you know, with that crowd and, you know, that craziness. Just really just get out of your character and just go to war. <laughs> you just, just, just go, go crazy. Yeah. Just go crazy. <laughs> just go crazy. So, you know. you know, the thing with boxing that's interesting is you're starting to now see, like, it shift, yeah, right? Man. You know, it used to be about man, who's the best boxer? This is the guy. Yeah. Now fighting is more about who's the best. You know, who gets the most attention, right? Who's making the most noise, yeah. and that's who's going to get the fights. And yeah. you see guys like Jake Paul coming out of nowhere, yeah. right? And this dude's probably making more than almost everyone. Yeah, fighting. It's crazy. What, what do you think of all that? Um. I mean, of course, you know, I've known Jay for a while. You know, him and his brother have been real good friends for a while. I see, um, of course, like you said, we see a big shift in the game right now. And I think it's kind of similar to like how the music industry kind of took that same shift. Um, of course, instead of just signing just great talent, you know, now you have to come with the followers and able to get signed. You have to be able to you know, have something just trending on TikTok, yep. you know, and able to get signed you know, to a lot of these music labels because they don't want to, they don't want to, you know, dump a lot of money into these artists anymore. They kind of want them to have something going they on. They got to be ready to go. Of course. So I'm, I'm slowly but surely seeing the same situation with boxing now. Yeah. You know, I think Jake kind of, you know, he kind of kicked open that door, and of course, at first, all of us just started, you know, we were, you know.
know, just laughing about it. Yeah. But now, Never. shit, you know, you're bringing those numbers. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm walking in these stadiums like, damn. You yeah. know what I mean? He's packing these things out. I'm talking to the guys from Showtime. I mean, I president from Showtime. He's like, yeah, man. I mean, shit, he's... <laughs> that boy know. sells tickets. Yeah, man, he's really doing it. <laughs> so now you're starting to see this trend, man. So, um... I mean, I think the same thing may happen, bro. I think the same thing may happen. I think a lot of these guys, I've been saying it for a while. You know, but I think a lot of these other fighters, they need to. Did, they did need I see to something a... like you were supposed to fight him? Like, For me? Yeah. No, I don't mean, was it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we talked about some things in the past, but uh, but nah. But nah, I don't think that would be nah. Yeah. No, what, what do you think about how much strategy is with? these guys like you know he always gets flack for choosing yeah you know his opponents i mean he's a businessman yeah he's a business at the end of the day i mean you have to have strategy to the game this shit is not <laughs> this shit <laughs> nothing to play with yeah. you know what i mean but at the same time you know just him coming into the game um you know he's trying to continue to match himself with the right people that make sense you know business-wise and skill-wise for him yeah you know what I mean? So he's going to get a lot of these guys from UFC that, that have, you know, these great names, but they're not. They're not so, boxers. Yeah, they're not so great boxers, but they have big names here. He has big name here. You come together. That's a huge show. Yeah. Huge show, huge numbers. And regardless, if people say it's bullshit, they're going to watch it. They're going to yeah. watch it. They're going <laughs> to watch the it thing. regardless. So at the end of the day, they're going to watch it. So, you know, but like another thing with Jake, man, it's like, um, and I've watched them, you know, from the beginning of his journey, you know, he's really, he's really taking this boxing shit really seriously, man. He got a great team around him. And, um, and you know, I, I think he's getting better each and every fight. Sooner or later, maybe, you know, we'll see him with a... Like with a, a legit real fight. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, if it makes sense to it at the same time, it makes sense. Well, the guy's got to be big enough, right? Like, yeah, for him, he, he needs the name. Yeah. Yeah, and so yes. how many other big name boxers are there out there that are like worth him fighting? That's exactly, exactly. So it, you know what I mean? So a lot of people, they can say this and say that, but he has to do something that's going to make a lot more sense. So it makes a little bit more sense for him to fight, you know, I could, uh, uh, or like a St. Pierre or, right. or, or, or maybe like a Nate Diaz. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just because they're huge names, they're going to come together and make a lot of money together. Well, you said you're friends with, him and Logan, and yeah. you see like Logan go and fight Mayweather. It's just like yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, at this point, man, those guys they can do whatever they want right now. Yeah, you know what I mean. And 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 I know a lot of people in the sports world. They're just now kind of seeing them come in and think that they're just getting a lot of things their way. But I mean, yeah, you know, these guys have been building their content, you know, for years now. You yeah, know they, what I mean? they put in the work to they to, put in a lot to, of work to earn it at least attention yeah. wise and. You know, those guys are naturally like they're big dudes. I mean, they're naturally big, they're naturally like athletic too. Yeah. You know what I mean? They used to be wrestlers back home. I'm in Ohio. They did a lot of other things. Like they have natural ability, man. So it really just comes to amazing. Well, that's the thing I saw too with um Logan. He Logan. just went to the WWE. Yeah, yeah, you see and that. Like he's like he looks good. Man, jumping around doing He's splits. jumping off tables he's and like splits, jumping on tables. You know what I mean? Those guys got natural, you know, athletic ability too, man. So yeah, so it's coming easy for them. What do you see happening with the fight game from a business perspective? Because yeah. I mean, like I look at it and I'm like, okay, you got boxing, which traditionally, I mean, the top of the top would get paid crazy yeah. money, right? And the UFC always was underpaid. Yeah, you know, Jake is always calling out Dana White yeah. and just trolling him. Yeah. And then, you know, you got the WWE, which is, you know, this whole other game where yeah. it's pure entertainment. Pure and entertainment. Like, these guys, I don't know what WWE guys make. Yeah, but me either. Like, me what either. do you see happening with all of this going down? Um, I mean, I really don't think that's going to change anytime soon. You think boxing will still always be like the top I think pain? boxing is still going to be there um, and be the top pain. But like I said, you have to be the elite of the elite to get that type of money. You know, a lot of guys, you know, I'm still seeing guys get paid, you know, 10, 15 grand to fight. On like you know, big like, undercards. Like, yeah, like yeah. even in boxing, you know what I mean? Like it's still, like I said, like people need to understand too when it comes to boxing, it's, um, you know, there's no union. There's <laughs> no union involved. So depending on the fighter's situation, they can still be taken advantage of for 33 to 3% if they don't have their business situation right. And about 98 of, I mean, probably 98% of them don't. Right. You know what I mean? You yeah, they, see, they ain't business people. Yeah, they're not business guys. I mean, like I say, like most of the guys, 
most of the very talented guys that are getting out of the inner city. You know, I mean, these kids that are from the hood, but they know how to fight. Right. These kids that are from the hood, but they're just great athletes. You know what I mean? And what do you do when this kid is, you know, very talented? He goes in there and knock guys out. You just hand them a check. But, you know, you, you hear, hear and you, you would probably know more, but, like, you know, you, you hear things like Floyd just yeah. blowing all of his money yeah. after every fight. And yeah. he's just like, you yeah. got to go take another fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the cycle, man. That's the cycle I've been in. I mean, of course, I've seen it, you know, since I started boxing. And, and I still see it now. Yeah. You know what I mean? These guys don't, um, they don't put us in a position to have any type of financial, you know, literacy. You know, when it comes to this game, they don't really try to put um, any type of financial team around us. Like, you really have to figure it out yourself. Right. You know, at least when you go to the NBA or you go to the NFL, you know, you have certain agents and agents try to put situations financial together. Financial advisors. And Boxing. Is it's it's just still wild wild west. Wow. Like you have to be able to, you know, kind of have that knowledge yourself to try to put some good people around you. So for you, I mean, yeah. like we talked about in the beginning, yeah. you, you got a bunch of entrepreneurial yeah. things you're doing, investing. Yeah. So how did that start for you? Like, was it after? Was it during? Man, you know, my dad. My dad was always uh, he was always an entrepreneur. You know, so he had restaurants, he had gyms, he had all these other different things. You know, so. um you know, him, you know, being, you know, from Haiti as well, um, you know, and of course, just us just growing up in a very, you know, kind of like poor environment. Once I got to that point of success, I always just knew in the back of my head, like, I just don't want to go back to that. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much money they give me. Like, after I came back from the Olympics in 04, um, you know, like by the time I came from the games, I already had a team put in place. Right. You know what I mean? I planned um, because I could already feel what was coming. Mm. You know what I mean? And I had some great friends around me at the time. I got uh, uh, Tracy McGrady. Um, yeah, I grew up with him, a few other, you know what I mean, NBA guys. And and I pretty much, you know, always just, you know, just like cling to those guys and wanted to use their teams for certain situations. And I just put my own team together, man, you know. So I know as soon as I got this money, man, I didn't want to lose it at all. So Yeah. Uh, you know. So what are some of the things you're doing now? Some of everything, man. <laughs> doing um doing a lot of uh, you know, different of course, like content production. And I've been doing you know, for a few different shows. Um And you're and, like you're not networks. talking like social media content. You're yeah, talking like, I'm doing like you show me show. a preview. You're yeah, I'm trying to do shows. Yeah. Yeah, I got some dope shows. I got some of course just some dope, you know, content for everybody that follows me. They know what I do on my social media platforms. Um, I've been in the real estate game now for a nice little minute, a few years now. Um, I own a lot of property, you know, over in the Caribbean as well. You know, when it comes to what are you doing like with the them? ports, when it comes to the ports, or or, or just just here. your real estate. What do you invest um, in? Well, actually, I'm actually, you know, just trying to get a little bit more heavier into them. I was doing a lot of like government assistant homes at first. Yeah. You know, when I was fighting, it was like, okay, cool. I just got this money. I need to put it somewhere that's going to work. I need to to try to move something. So those were I was doing at first. I just sold those probably uh probably two years ago. And now of course, like I called you about um, you know, I was getting more into like the wholesaling. I just got introduced to the wholesaling yeah. um um a few months ago from a friend of mine. Yeah. Um because like I said, I've always was like a buy and hold type of guy. Um and I had a friend of mine, you know, every time he came around us, he had all this money. He driving Rolls Royces, he's <laughs> hanging out with us. I'm like Dude, what are you doing? I never see you working. Like, what's going on? <laughs> He's like, yeah, man, I do the wholesaling situation, this and that. I'm like, okay, cool. Now, what's that situation? So he sat down and kind of broke it down to me. And he's been doing it for a nice, you know, I think it's like seven, eight years. So somewhat, like that situation is somewhat almost like an ATM machine for him. Yeah. That goes into, you know, all his other, you know, real estate, uh, uh, you know, portfolios, all of his flips and things of that nature. So... I'm like, yeah, I need to tap into that. I need, to <laughs> I need to tap into that, too, so I put a team together, of course. Of so you course. guys are starting a wholesale now? Yeah, we're doing that. We're doing flips. I'm doing... Where, where are you doing them at? Out of here in Florida? Out of here in Florida. Here in Florida, you know, mainly here in Florida and, and North Carolina. Mm. Uh, yeah, as of right now. Yeah. 
as right now. You're gonna go nationwide and be wholesaling soon. Man, listen, <laughs> I'm still, you know, like I said, I'm still, I'm still a baby in the space. Yeah. Um, you know, everything I get involved in with all my other businesses, I really try to shut everything down and really sit down and you know, just, just you know, just really take my time and learn it myself before I bring in all these different employees, VAs, and you know, things of that nature. So, so we just now starting to really get pumped. Mm. What about uh, you said you got uh, real estate in the Caribbean? What? Yeah, and I got some ports. Okay, so how do those work? Those situations, of course, you got to have certain relationships. <laughs> you got to get in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to have certain relationships to make those things happen, man. But, uh, you know, just me, myself, just being just, uh, you know, like I say, a patient descent. And, and I've been down there for, I don't know, last 15 years, you know, dealing with the crazy government there and um, <laughs> and just and just people there and they, I mean, in general, so we're able to, uh, you know, to acquire like the port. So you, you know, buy, you that. buy land at the port, or like- buy land. We're able like to really, it's really just licensing the port, right? Really licensing You're buying it, the rights, of course. Being able to license it, you know, buying the rights and being able to do the transport and you know outside of the port and make so. Money. Do you just make a rip every time a ship comes yeah. in? Yeah, yeah. Just basically, we do a lot of stuff from you know from Haiti to to like. Dominican Republic, and we and we just now about to close in a contract with here in the U.S. as well. So so every time, so every time, you know, like I said, product goes, we get a piece off of that every time. Mm. You know, product goes back and forth, we get a piece off. Do you off. just charge them like a port fee or yeah. something like that? Yeah, charge them port fee, um, and like I said, we just got a you know big team out in the DR. Is making sure everything continues. We're gonna have a big team out of Haiti as well, since I'm traveling, you know, a lot out this way. Real quick, if you haven't heard, my book, The Wealthy Way, is coming out December 13th. I have been working on this book for years and I'm super excited about it and I wanna have a massive launch and I need your help. So here's what we are going to do. You can actually pre-order the book on Amazon right now on the Kindle version. And the best part is that Kindle version is only gonna be 99 cents. Now this book is a lot more valuable than 99 cents, but I wanna get it in everyone's hands. So you can support by ordering it there right now. Now on December 13th, you can get access to the paperback, you can get access to the Audible and all that good stuff. But that's not all we're doing. If you wanna really support and leave a review for the book, I'm actually going to be giving away a free course that I created called Business Builder Academy. This is teaching everyone how to start a business from start to scratch, how to figure out your branding, your products, sales, marketing, everything that I've done to start up all of my businesses, I've put into this academy and I'm gonna give it to you completely free as long as you leave a review on Amazon. So think about it, you can go buy the book for a dollar, leave a review and get a course worth thousands. So if you want to support and you wanna get access to that, go to wealthywaybook.com, okay? Wealthywaybook.com, you'll be able to go pre-order it, you'll be able to submit proof of your review and you're gonna get access to that course. So I appreciate all you guys. Let's have a huge launch for this book and change some lives. Wow. Yeah. So, like the team, what what's their job? Just to help the ships and their job is to mainly is making sure everything gets cleared on customs. Everything okay. gets, I mean, up everything gets cleared and up on that side to make sure everything gets, and make sure everything gets delivered on, on the side on the Haiti side as well. Got it. Wow. That's a cool business. No, nah, so it's, yeah, I mean, it's pretty productive, man. It's pretty productive yeah. on that side. So you got that. You got. Production. Um, the the yeah. wholesaling going on now. We got the TV production stuff going yeah, on. Tell me about the TV production. Like, so how do you go from fighting yeah. to, to TV? Because even a guy like me who's into content production, right? Yeah. Like, I got a full on team and studio with yeah. me all the time. I'm making social media. Wow. But I know that, That's like, great. making a TV show yeah. is a totally different level of production. For sure. Really, like, the. I kind of like the main thing I really got into that is, is me, you know, just really as being just a fan of the sport as well. And just really taking a seat back and kind of trying to really try to figure out what, what our fans really want to see from us in a sense, you know, as, as fighters, of course, you know, me showing you the last show that I just showed you. And I feel like it just needs to be a little bit more in depth, you know, and, to really come into the fighters' lives, and not just, and not just, uh, you know, just us as fans. We want to get closer nowadays with everything when it comes to content. Just period. You know, if it's posted on Instagram, if it's, you know, if it, 
if it's on, like I said, YouTube, whatever the case may be, these fans just want to get a little bit more closer to you. So a lot of my content now, or like even just a lot of my shows, um, it's just really the fact that it's really just trying to trying to draw as much, you know, into uh, you know these fans and the fighters as much as possible. Yeah. Especially with this last situation I just put together. Yeah, can you talk yeah. about that show? Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, it's going to be nice. Yeah. You guys going to see it here. So. Yeah, it looks good. I saw yeah, we're going to lock it in. Yeah. We're going to lock it in. No, yeah. it's pretty dope. It's pretty dope. Yeah. So those are the main three things you're working on at the moment? Yeah. Any yeah, plans like, to come come and fight again? Like, what's the deal? We've been talking about it. We've been talking about it because I haven't officially retired yet. Um, and I think because of the network, they, like I said, they stay on my social media. They see I, I'm still working out every day. Yeah. Still staying in shape. Um, and you know, just still talking crazy, talking big sometimes. How, how does it <laughs> talk about shit? How does it work? Like, it's, yeah. tell me behind the scenes of what a fight looks like, just like from start to finish, right? Uh, like Andre looking for another fight, man. So you guys are just like <laughs> picking who you think is a worthy opponent. It just opponent. depends. It just depends. We don't really. I mean, you know, guys can pick somewhat, but. You know, it just depends on the rankings. Um, depends on what the fighter wants to do. It just depends on what belt they're going after, who has it. Um, it depends on, you know, on the management. You have to be the right team. You have to be the. I mean, you have to be the right, uh, you know, network as well. You know what I mean? So it can make sense. And um, you know, I mean, it's just the fact of just you know, just talking and negotiation. Of course, if it's, you know, if it's scintillating enough, they'll make it happen. You know what I mean? So if I see you and I want to fight you, yeah, I might go on the internet and talk a lot of shit. <laughs> if you act like you don't want to fight, I'm going to talk a lot of shit. Oh, boy. You know what I mean? Hopefully try to get at your team and try to see if we can make something happen, see if we can make these numbers work. <laughs> you know what I mean? See if we can make these numbers work and, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit more shit. Just try to, you know, try to push you know, it down. I, uh, I just started training for boxing like really? a month ago. Um <laughs> Definitely not enough to fight you or any, anybody else who fights. So fight <laughs> everybody's been saying, who are you going to fight? Who are you going to fight? And, really? and I'm like, dude, I'm just training for fun. Just, you know, really? like, I want to get in shape. I want to learn. Uh, to defend yeah. my, I'm like learning stuff I never knew, man. They're like, bro, you got to throw your punch. You got to like turn your turn wrist. Your, turn your and I'm out. like, who? that's how people punch? Yeah. Man. You know how many people I see out here yeah. fighting that just can't fight? Yeah. It's ridiculous. I'm I'm already learning a ton, but I got you know I'm in Vegas, so I'm in the yeah. hub. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, there's fighting everywhere. Definitely, definitely. I mean, it's the best way to get in shape, bro. It's the best. It's the best way to get in shape, just all the way around. Yeah. It's the. I mean, I feel I have a lot of you know great friends, NBA, basketball, uh, uh, you know NFL, you know soccer players. Um, we got models that come when, in and work out. I think I saw uh, Le'Veon Bell was on. Yeah. Jakes. Yeah. yeah, I think he just got beat. Yeah, I think he did get beat. But yeah, that yeah. dude. I mean, all pro. Yeah, that dude is jacked. He's jacked. He's <laughs> jacked. You know, but like I say, like some of that stuff, it doesn't really transfer. You know, to the fight game. You got to be loose. You got to be agile. You got to be smart. You got to. You got to know technique. But it's funny. Like what, I remember watching that first fight with uh, Nate Robinson. And Jake. And Nate was like trying to oh, tackle him. Oh Lord. And you're like, you could see like, okay, that is what like a normal person fighting would do. Like. Would do yeah. it. And that's the thing, is like you get a guy like Nate, you know, the heat comes to you. The you first thing can't you can't even control it. The first thing you do, you trying to you trying to run into it and try to grab you. It don't work that way. Don't work you know what I'm saying? As you can see, ended up a bad situation. <laughs> it was not good. It was not good, brother. So, you know, like I said, a lot of people starting to get into the fight game, you know, which is great, you know, which is dope. You know, when it comes to a lot of different, uh, you know, influencers and, and, you know, athletes, period. But, um, and that's what I'm saying, like, that I see happening. It's like, dude, I mean, like, you saw, uh, what was it? Jake was calling out Andrew Tate, yeah. right? It's yeah. like if those two fight, that fight is gonna be huge. Huge. So now it's turning into like more of an entertainment type type situation. But you know, but like I said, man, you know what I mean? Like Jake is fighting. Like you have to really, I mean, you can be entertained. This is gonna be fun and funny and and all that for right now until somebody gets knocked out bad. 
Yeah. And then I think they're going to be like, all right, you know what? <laughs> yeah, we should need to try something else. Let's do some, yeah, you know I mean, let's play soccer or some shit like that. <laughs> you know like pickleball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's going to, you know, right now everybody's having fun with it and, and, and you know, but it's going to take, like I said, like one of these big guys that really get hurt. What do you what do you think about a guy like Andrew Tate who went from being a kickboxer and yeah. you know like a legit fighter to doing what he does now? I mean, I just really um you know found out like he had some type of like fighting background to him. You know, I didn't know that at first. I just I mean, the only thing I know about him was just, you know, <laughs> just seeing just, this stuff. I mean, just talking crazy. I'm like, who's this dude? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I've been watching some videos and then, you know. You know, it looks like he's all right, I guess. But, um, you know, I guess he just, I mean, like I say, he just leveraged it. I mean, he leveraged that situation and, and you know, now he's, I mean, I mean, he's talking crazy now. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but he was able to leverage that to really, you know, I mean, really make some money, though, right? I think that he said he's worth like a few hundred million now. Who knows? Nobody knows what that guy is. That's like, what I'm saying. Like, what is it, though? Like, I'm, I'm like, what is he doing, though? Yeah. It's crazy. I was at, um, so I went to my first ever, uh, boxing match recently. I saw um, Triple G versus Canelo. Okay, it's dope. And, you know, I was near uh, ringside. It was like the energy was crazy. Dope. You know, like you yeah. see all these celebs there and just, you know, the fight itself was fun. Um, and, you know, it's like those are two of the biggest names in boxing right now, yeah. right? Like, what do you think like a fight like that is mm -hmm. making? What are those guys taking home? I mean, I think Canelo right now. I think Canelo's his his I think his guarantee. His guarantee I think is making like thirty-five million guaranteed. For one fight. So I mean when I say guaranteed, I mean that's when he walks in the dressing room, they bring him his check after the fight. You know, thirty-five million. Like it's like that. Oh, it's like that. Right after the fight. Here's 35. In the now. dressing room. You don't even take your gloves and hang your <laughs> stuff off yet. The lady comes in the back looking for you. And you got to sign that paper. They give you the check. And that's your guarantee. So I think his guarantee is like $35 million, But, uh, of course, you know, he gets the upside on pay-per-view. So when all the pay-per-view numbers roll in, I mean, he's probably, I don't know, probably, probably $45, $50. What's, what's everyone else making? Like, what is HBO making? Shit. Showtime. What yeah. is his manager? Like, how, how much money is it being just, made from this event? It just depends. Like I said, everybody's situation is loaded. They're different, you know, people's managers get paid, you know, different. Like I say, it's no union, so it's no, it's no real like regulation There's standard no type. Yeah. yeah. So you kind of can do whatever. And it, and like it all just depends on the way you negotiate it with the network too. Cause you know, I mean, just like I say, everything is separate. So if he's making, you know, 40 or 50, of course, you know, and networks, uh, they get a nice little chunk too, because they get, they get sponsorships. They get sponsorship dollars. They get site fee money. They get uh, yeah. But they get you know, I mean, international, you know, royalty. They get all types of other stuff that comes into the play. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you know, what I mean, so those events can get crazy. Like I think, I think like Floyd and um, I think Floyd and McGregor did almost like a billion dollars. A billion dollars. I think so. It had to. <laughs> it had to because Floyd got. I Floyd had hundred guarantee. I think McGregor had like probably twenty or thirty guarantee, and then they got a you know, big percentage of the pay per view buy. So I think, you know, probably Floyd walked away with I don't know probably two or three hundred million. Well, you see, like uh, <laughs> I haven't heard of McGregor since. Like I, <laughs> I just spoke to him the other day. <laughs> What's he doing? Uh, you know, he's out in the Dominican Republic, you know, shooting a movie. Well, there you go. I forgot the name <laughs> of the movie. I forgot the name of the movie, but he's shooting a big movie with uh I forgot who he told me it was with, but yeah, he's, he's, he's going to follow the rocks path. Oh yeah. He's doing some other shit, man. He's, he's, you know, he's a machine, but I met him. I met him, um, I met him years ago before he really like blew up, you know, me and him were in, uh, we're in, uh, I think in LA together. I tore, I tore my shoulder. We met in like a rehab. I tore my shoulder. He tore his knee. And, and, you know, I remember sitting in there and this fucking guy walk in, he's on crutches, just talking a lot of shit. I'm like, who is it? And they sat him right next to me. I'm like, yo, okay, I got to be in his rehab for six months. Don't put me next to this dude. Like, Come on, dude. I mean, he's talking, talking. But 
you know, we were there, I think, for six, seven months, man. And, you know, we ended up just becoming really, really good fans. And the way he was talking then, exactly the way he's talking now. Like, yeah. you, you couldn't tell him that he wasn't going to be the biggest star on the planet. Then, like, <laughs> he was nobody. automatically just, like, competitive. He's like, I tore my knee. You know, like, when did, uh, you know, this guy, you know, I mean, how long did it take him to recover? Oh. I'm gonna beat that by two or three months. Like I'm a, I'm this and I'm that. When I get to the UFC, they're gonna like he was talking big shit then, man. So <laughs> it was crazy, man. He blew up. I'm like, oh shit. He like he spoke all this stuff into existence. Well, the thing like with him too is, you know, he made a a big lick from fighting Mayweather, but yeah. he made a ton from selling his whiskey. Yeah, man. Proper twelve went crazy. Yeah. Proper twelve went crazy. Now he has the forge. Um, I think he has a Ford situation that's that's blowing up. Um, he has another big company as well. So I think I think the proper twelve. I mean, I think it's like a billion dollar valuation. Now. It's crazy. Yeah, he really capitalized on all of his success outside the ring, killed it. And that's one thing I look at. Like, you know, you're starting to see these these guys who get influence from whatever they do, sports, yeah. entertainment, whatever. And then you see guys like McGregor, yeah. proper twelve. You see The Rock. Do his. You see, you know, Rihanna yeah. do um, her stuff, yeah. right? And they're just killing it, hundreds killing of it. millions, and making way more doing that than they are doing whatever their their craft is, yeah. right? Um, but then, you know, you see, like, I'm trying to think like a guy like Mayweather. I'm like, man, he didn't do anything. Like, what is this <laughs> well, guy doing? Crazy. I, just, I just had this conversation <laughs> with him. I just had the same conversation. Jake Paul and Logan Paul, they're doing it. I just had this conversation with a friend of mine a few weeks ago. I'm just like, dude, like, man, it's like you see a guy like Connor, you you see a guy like Jake and, um, you know, Logan, they really created real, like, you know, business empires and really just leveraged this situation. But, you know, like I say, Floyd is still taking these little licks here and there just to make some quick money, like... Like this shit ain't adding up right, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, not adding up right. Like, how do you not have a billion dollar business yet yeah. with everything going yeah. on? Yeah, I think it's just um I can't really even just say just the culture in general. You know, we rather, you know, kind of, you know, just look good first and keep on looking good first before, <laughs> before we really just dial into the business heavy and, and, and just really try to, you know, think about like the generational wealth aspect. Um, I think that's just, I think it's always just been just a, just like a downfall, just in general. And just like we said, like it's clear to see, like we, j- I just literally had that same conversation a few weeks ago. How do you think you change it for the next generation? Because if Floyd ain't setting the example yeah. for these guys. Yeah. You know, how do you say, look at these guys, man. This yeah. is what you do with your fame. Is it be able to, um, uh, you know, like somebody like myself, man, just continue, you know, to invest in certain businesses and continue, you know, being a dope, you know, a, a spokesperson, you know, about it and show these guys that you can make money doing it. And that's one thing, like I said, when it comes to our culture in general, like we like to see shit. We like to see stuff. Like if you right. look like you ain't got money, we ain't listening to you. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like a little, you know, so it's like a balance to be able to, um, you know, make smart moves um, and just talk about it. But you might have to show, like, listen, this is what I'm getting from this. Right. You know what I mean? That's what, you know, a lot of us get attracted to, especially like the young guys too, man. So, so like I said, and these guys like myself and, you know, some other guys just to really just shine and, you know, I mean, just really try to shine that light on that. But like I said, you have to reach that point of success for them to really look and believe you like, oh, okay, I want to do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it just takes really just one of us to really make it happen. Well, I think the cool thing is now with social media, right? Like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you know, the moment you're retired, you're kind of like out of out of it. Nobody knows what's happening with you Thanks. or anything, right? And now these young boxers can go look at you. Yeah. Like, damn, Andre's launching a TV show. Yeah. They're watching this interview. Like, I didn't know he was doing that. Yeah. You know, like yeah. his career is actually just getting started. Yeah. You know? And that's the only thing. And that's the only thing that really, I mean, that's another thing that really just fuels me, man. Because like I say, people see me now. You know, they see my social media is very, very active. They see yeah. I'm with this celebrity. They see me I'm diving in this business. Like, it's steady rolling. 
And my thing is, like I tell my guys all the time, I'm like, listen, bro, like, like this boxing shit is, of course, it's a, it's been amazing, but it like it has to be the stepping stone to the next situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, I think it's it's a lot of different, you know, your know, nuances and just levels of life, period. You understand mm-hmm. me? So the whole, like I said, like boxing situation is almost it's almost time like to you know go to the next level and graduate again. Yeah. So let's go to the next level. Let's keep it going. So I'll, I'll say this, man, as an athlete. Yeah. I know people are like, how do you handle the transition? Right? Yeah, that's because, all I was going to ask you too. Yeah, how do you handle the transition from yeah you know, from baseball to? Well, I, I started doing business while I was playing. Okay. Right? So I started investing in real estate, flipping houses. I was still playing baseball and like having these flips going. But on. when you did that, were you already? You know, thinking to yourself, like, okay, yeah, I don't know if this baseball thing is going to work out, yeah. but I'm just going to, you know what I mean, kind of like tuck this in and start doing it now? Or did you feel like, okay, even if I take off doing this, I still want to do this? Yeah. I still. So what happened was, you know, I got released by the Oakland A's. Okay. You know, and I'm like, dang, dude, my, I might not make it in baseball. <laughs> you know, like, that's the first that time. Yeah, like, chicken. I got to start thinking about other things in life because, yeah. you know, as an athlete, you can't be thinking plan B. Mm, if you want to win, thanks. you're like, thanks. this is going to work out. And if it doesn't, I'll figure it out later. Yeah. And so that's kind of what happened. I was 24 years old. Like, mm. yo, what do I do? Mm. And sure enough, um, as time went on, I started to realize like, man, I'm going to keep playing and pursuing this, but mm. I got to start figuring okay. something out. Yeah. And so I started flipping houses when I was 25, wow. but I was still playing. That's dope. And the, the house flipping thing started taking off. Mm. And I, I was like, man, I'm like better at this than I am at baseball. <laughs> and it got to the point where I actually, business was going really good. And I had to like quit baseball because mm. I was like, yo, this is not really um, going to be my path. Like I can see that now. Okay. Business is going to be the path. But I think the thing that made me super successful at business was everything I learned from sports, right? right. And I've seen guys who, like pretty much every athlete that's truly committed to business, kill it. Yeah. Because their work ethic and the level of discipline that that you develop from sports, normal people just don't have it. In fact, yeah. You know, they, they don't understand you getting punched in the face every day yeah. for 20 years. That's it. You know? That's it. They don't understand going to the field every day for 12 hours a day just trying to go play and then, you know, failing a lot. And that's the thing. It's like, um, like I said, when a lot of people, they get me to come speak to their team and speak at Masterminds, it's really just me speaking to like a room full of, you know, like entrepreneurs that have great skills, but just really trying to teach them and talk to them about like the championship mindset they need to have mm-hmm. to keep it going and to really try to reach for that championship every day. For us... And I tell guys all the time, like, listen, bro, we already have that. Mm-hmm. We already have it. All you got to do is just, just make the transition over. I mean, the game just changes, but the mindset still stays the same. Whatever you're trying to do. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's Man. it. Just put that work in. That's it. If somebody calls you right now, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine. I said, okay, if your manager calls you right now uh, um, and say you had a fight on the books, what would you do tomorrow? Ah oh, man, you know, I'm gonna start training. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go running. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. I'm like, all right, then. Okay, if you try to get to the real estate game, same type of situation. You get you a coach. Y'all study up. You put them reps in. You put those reps in for the next six, seven, eight weeks until it's fight time. Until it's so-called fight time. Mm-hmm. And you go and execute. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's crazy, man. The the thing that's really cool about business that I I really. Uh, started to enjoy later was as an athlete, you're, you're on an Island. Like you have your team, but at yeah. the end of the day, you've got to perform. Thanks. Right. And there's, there's no building out systems and processes like your port <laughs> where it runs yeah, yeah, and you yeah. make money yeah, yeah. and you do stuff like, uh, dude, I got to go out and perform. You got to go and perform <laughs> physically. You have to show up. Yeah. You have to show up every time. Nobody's going to go hit for me. Of Nobody's course. getting in the ring for me. Yeah. I got to go do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, business is so much easier. So much easier. <laughs> once, once you get through the mind barrier of trying to figure out this new thing when it comes to business and, and you finally get some good people around you, either employees or, or you 
really understand the, like I say, like the, like the processes and the systems of the business, man, it really just flows from that point on. You know, you talk about, you know, doing something, you know, very, you know, physical like boxing or basketball. We got to show up every day. Of course, in our mind, we feel like, you know, it's easy because we've been doing this since we've been seven, eight years old. Mm -hmm. So it just comes just second nature. Mm -hmm. It comes second nature. Like I say, the business situation, it'll be the same way. You just have to put those reps in. So put those reps in, you're going to find out that it comes a lot easier. But once you get your first victory, that's what I told a lot of people too, once I really started tapping into the business aspect, and I'm like, you know, as soon as I get my first win, I know it's go time. So yeah. I get my first win, my first real check from not getting punched in the face, <laughs> I know it's I know it's wide open for me. There's said, other ways to make money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is crazy. Like, this is crazy. Like, it's go time now. Should they give out free money out here? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so that's why I look at it, man. And, um, you know, just like I said, man, just, how, how does somebody though? Out. How does somebody who didn't get punched in the face yeah. for twenty years or yeah. dedicate their life to just being in shape, doing thousands and thousands of reps of whatever it is? How can a normal person who went to college, just been working normal jobs, how do they develop that kind of like discipline or tenacity? Yeah. Just every day, you know, for myself, me just saying. You know, when I say championship mindset, it's just really just the fact of just making your mind up and just committing to showing up every day on whatever that you're trying to accomplish. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's if it's a doctor, if it's real estate, it doesn't matter what it is. Make up your mind every day and just every day it won't be the same. It's not going to be easy. You're going to go through all types of low. I mean, I mean, like all the different roadblocks left and right. But get up there next morning. And you got a whole new face and motivation to you keep knocking and chipping away at it. You have to. That's what it is. That's that championship mindset. Making up your mind that it's going to go the way that I want it to go. It doesn't matter how long it takes. But I'm going to be there. I'm going to show up every day. Sooner or later, you know what I mean? Something's going to have to give. Well, and the thing is, too, even, you know, you do that every day. And you do become the champ. Yeah. Well, the next thing is... You got to stay the champ. You got to stay the champ. That's the hardest. Yeah. That's the hardest sometimes. Exactly. That's the hardest a lot of times. Once you're in that championship now, you got to tar it on your back. I, I'm guilty of this too. Like yeah. the moment you hit a goal, yeah. sometimes you're like, I did it. Like, yeah. you know? And like I said, you've been killing it for a while. I've been seeing something. I'm like, this guy's smash. Yeah. He's, he's killing us. What's next? Well, and you can get lazy and then all of a sudden... <laughs> Somebody yeah. else is coming for you. Thanks. You know, you become irrelevant. You, mm. you know, a recession happens. Mm. And then, you know, you're not ready for it. Yeah. Right? It's um, all the same type of situation in your business as well. Of course, I know you have a, you know, of course, got a big team. You've been doing it for some time now. I think i seen the interview of you saying that you made like 20 million just in flips like last year. Mm -hmm. But of course, I know you had to put a team together. You got a team in place. Still even having just a strong, you know, system and process, your situation and a strong team, do you still look out for like the new kid on the block that's coming to try to take you guys out? You know, yeah. I mean, to I, a sense. So, I mean, it's interesting, right? Because in sports, it really is like me versus you. Yeah, fact. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm coming to kill you. Like I'm coming to take <laughs> your lunch. Literally. Yeah. Well, you literally, me, like, I'm, in my sport, yeah, I'm coming to just crank one off you. Um, but in business, it's not, you know, like, I don't look at competition like, oh, man, like, in business, everyone can eat. Like, that's the beauty of business. But I still want to be top dog, mm. right? And so, you know, it's not that I'm competing against anyone else, but I am competing like, yo, I'm not happy with what we did last year. If we do mm. that again this year, I'm that's not going to be happy. Like, we got to do better. We mm. got to grow. We got to continue to be innovative. Yeah. Like we got to do things nobody else is doing, right? And I think it just comes like the championship mindset of, you know, the moment you get complacent is, is the moment that somebody else passes you, you know, the market changes on you, something changes. Like, I just never am complacent. Mm. That, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, that's that. That's a yeah, man, that's an athlete on you and you as well too to try to make sure that you stay on your game. What what do you yeah. do as an athlete to like fill the void of uh, like competitive? Like, do you still box and, and of train and, and do all that? 
Of course. Play I any mean, other sports? <laughs> like I picked up golf because I'm like yeah. trying to compete again. You know what? I was <laughs> <laughs> I was golfing this morning. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't really tapped into it too much. I mean, I did it, you know, a few, I mean, I had a few events. You know, it gets pretty, I mean, it's pretty exhausting too, man, for 18 holes. You know what I mean? You got to really like stay focused and really it's try a mental to, game. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. But no, nah, you know, I tap into the gym, you know, every morning. Yeah, I was there this morning at the boxing gym. It feels like I just need to always feel um, like this savageness yeah. about myself and just know that. You know, I'm still here in any type of way and capacity just in case, you know, apocalypse happen and, and you know, I mean, everything just, you know, just goes to shit that I know how to go and just go out there and kill and, you know, just eat my food, you know what I mean, to a sense. You know what I don't get is when I see these superstars. Yeah. Who just get like fat and out of shape. Man. I'm like, how does that happen? You are, like, brother, listen to me. Listen to me. I, like I said, I just had this conversation as well, you know, to a point. I don't understand it. You've trained your whole life to be this prime machine. Yeah. As soon as your career is over, you just stop. And a lot of these guys that I see that are like that, those are the ones that have the most problems. Oh, yeah. Because when your body's performing at that type of rate, like a Ferrari for the last 20, 30 years, and you just go park it up somewhere, that's just, it's, it's just gonna corrode all up. It's just gonna, mm. you know what I mean? It's gonna break all apart. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I just don't understand that, man. I need to, I, 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 I say you need to keep that mentality forever. Yeah. Like, like you I, have it for a reason. I cannot not work out have and, to. and train. Like I wake up and I'm like, all right, it's, I've, I've been retired for five years. Mm. I still do it. I just can't. I'm the same weight. You have to. I'm the same size. <laughs> and I tell this to entrepreneurs all the time, right? Because a lot of entrepreneurs are not in shape. They don't at take all. care of themselves. Like yeah. they're focused on business. And as a competitor, I'm like, you think you can keep up with me looking like that? <laughs> like you cannot. Energy wise, you cannot Energy keep wise. up with me. You're not going to be mentally there. Yeah. Like, you're just not in shape. Yeah. Yeah. If it gets a little too <laughs> you, hard, you, you get somebody break. who you know didn't go into training camp the right way, they're going to be gassed. Early. You can sniff it out. Early. See it all day, man. So I think I think it's I think it's I think it's pivotal for a man to 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 just stay at his optimal, you know, you know, his optimal self, you know, as much as possible. In yeah. any aspect, like that's one thing with me as well. Like me going into business and just me just really just preparing for anything is crazy. Like my wife gets crazy on me. She says, damn, like she's getting ready to have the baby. You know, I'm at the gym every day. I'm working out. She's like, what are you getting ready for? I said, baby's coming. You know what I'm saying? Like everything. You know what I mean? Like, so like boxing has helped me throughout my whole life. So everything that is about to happen or is going to happen, I prepare for it like I'm getting ready for a fight. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Every time. You got to prepare. Got to be ready. Well, bro, Every dude, time. I appreciate you uh, coming man. out, man. It's great hanging out. Definitely. However I can help you. I, I want to see you build that wholesale empire. Man, I want to see know? it, man. I want to get into the wholesale and yeah. flip it. I'm going to yeah. this. I'm coming after you now. We're, we're going we're gonna to do it. Um, I, you challenged me to a fight. We'll, 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 we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I, I got to be like Jake. I got to pick a like a better opponent first. Like I got to work my way up. Yeah, you got to try to maneuver them. You know, see if it's going to make some sense for you. Yeah, but bro, I appreciate you my coming man, out, man. I appreciate you, boss, man. All right. Definitely. Guys, make sure you subscribe. We'll see you later. Peace. Thanks for watching all the way through on this podcast. It means a lot to me. I've also done another interview that I think is going to be super helpful for you. So make sure you watch this one now coming up next.